Welcome to Must Love Food. I'm Kim, and in this episode, we're focusing on a healthy start to the new year and new decade. We're sharing some non-alcoholic drinks with you and some of our goals and resolutions. Hopefully, you'll get some new ideas. So enjoy the show. We want to connect with you. Follow Cuisine at Home on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for recipe inspiration, cooking tips and techniques, behind-the-scenes action, and cooking videos. You can also subscribe to our free newsletter at cuisineathome.com slash newsletter. Hi, I'm here with Maddie and Haley, and this is the Inside Scoop. Okay, so what we're going to be talking about here is about some non-alcoholic drinks because, you know, some people like to do dry January or February is a shorter month. So if you want to give her a shot, maybe try there. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, we got started uh, kind of trying to throw around some non-alcoholic drinks because it is a big deal right now. I think a lot of people are wanting some. Mm-hmm. and lower, we, lower alcohol drinks and no alcohol drinks for sure. Totally. So we started there. Um, also keeping in mind this is the Jan-February issue. So what's available? And of course, you know, pear and apples are always a good standby. So that's how I got started with a pear apple cider. For that, I used Bartlett pears, some Fuji apples, feel free to use whatever you want. Um, and like I said, these were in our Jan Feb issue, 139, so is where you can find these. Um, you put some brown sugar, cinnamon sticks, allspice, cloves, ginger, a vanilla bean, and water. So it's pretty simple, nothing too crazy of ingredients. Uh, but you cut, you chop up you know, your pears and apples, Put it all into a slow cooker and just let that baby cook about three hours or so and then i took a potato masher to it uh, gave it a good smashing to release some flavors and let them you know break down a little more and kept cooking for an extra hour but like i said you could probably even do it on the stove top i didn't test it that way just because i wanted it easy hands-free um, after it cooked, you know, the smells were delightful, and you strain it through a cheesecloth, and there you had it. Pretty simple. It was really simple and delicious. I really loved the cider. I loved the combo of the pear and the apple because, frankly, I'm kind of over your traditional apple cider. I hear you. Uh, and oftentimes when people mull their cider, it's it's too much spice, it's too much sugar, and you can't taste the fruit at all. And I really liked the light flavor of this. It had nice background spicy notes, um, the perfect amount of sugar, so you could just drink and drink on this, you know, all evening. Yeah, it had such a clean flavor. I, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. It really did. I thought so, too. You know, and hey, if you don't want to participate, throw some booze in there, too. Yeah. Hey, you know, a little bourbon, <laughs> a little splash of bourbon wouldn't do anything uh, wrong to this drink. Nice and delicious. That's right. Uh, the other drink I came up with was a blood orange shrub. Now, a shrub is a drink that's kind of based off of vinegar. So it does seem a little off-putting, but it really is tasty. So what I took here was four blood oranges, a cup of sugar, a cup of champagne vinegar, which kind of gives it a little milder vinegar taste. It's a little more subtle than, say, distilled. Uh, Then I also had some ginger beer and club soda. But to get this shrub started, you first take your oranges, you remove this peel and the pith, you combine that with some of the sugar, you let that sit for a little bit, and then after 
uh, say like a half hour, I think it was. Yeah. So then you take a potato masher, once again, our favorite like kitchen <laughs> utensil <laughs> or something to smash it down uh, just to really kind of combine the, you know, break down the Get those orange. essential oils kind of coming out of the peels. Exactly. Um, and the actual orange segments. But Haley did mention a good point. We do put some of the peel in there, but the pith is removed. Yeah, we don't want any of that bitter flavor in there, That's right? right. So then after that, once you've crushed it all together, you add the vinegar and you let that refrigerate for about 48 hours to really kind of meld those flavors. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes uh, a really fruity vinegar that then, then we mix with ginger beer and a little club soda for a really refreshing drink. Exactly. So then you take that and you strain it once again. And once you take those juices, you combine that with the ginger beer and club soda and, you know, these are a little tangy, so feel free to add more club soda or ginger beer as you'd like, just because, you know, vinegar is vinegar. Right. Bye. We made it to our preferences, <laughs> but um, if you haven't had a shrub before, you might want to dilute that vinegar a little bit more. I think it's the perfect drink to uh, to uh, replace your booze drinks. Totally. I agree. I agree. It's so much flavor and, um, you the know, fizz. The, the fizz. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. You don't even miss the alcohol. Mm-hmm kind of feel like you're already drinking it with that vinegar you do you really do it's true Uh it's true so another drink that uh is in this issue is one called hot spiced turmeric milk that pam developed and um it's based off of an ayurvedic drink called moon milk which uh, is an indian drink that is uh, served to help with sleeplessness and it's basically just milk and honey and cinnamon and you warm it up and uh, drink it right before bed and apparently it helps you sleep and um, I think it's pretty trendy right now this version that Pam developed also includes uh, turmeric and um, the turmeric is in there to help with um, adding some uh, anti-inflammatory properties and um, it also has black pepper in there and you were telling me Haley that turmeric needs black pepper it does. To, to get those, those anti-inflammatory uh, properties. That's right. Something in the black pepper um, makes your body be able to absorb those anti-inflammatory properties more easily. Uh, you'll find if you're looking for a turmeric supplement at the at your grocery store or your health food store, most of the time you'll see pepper in with it, um, mm-hmm. and it's because your body can absorb it more readily that, that way. That, that's great to know. Yeah, and it uh, adds a nice little spicy kick to the milk, too. And it um, adds a nice color. Yes. Very that's nice right. color. Mm-hmm. Um, we used raw turmeric here, and it's similar to ginger, so you just remove the peel and then just grate it up. And uh, uh, so it's it's very pretty. Very and pretty. I had never had fresh turmeric yeah. before, so it was pretty unique yeah. and very, mm-hmm. unique, very vibrant. And then uh, you can make this drink with whatever milk you use at home, whether it's whole milk or oat milk or almond, any of them. And this one has honey in it and lots of different spices, cardamom, cinnamon, nutmeg. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was quite nice. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Really warming. And yes. I could see how this could really lull you off to sleep and, yeah. you know, make you very comfortable. Yeah. Nice replacement for hot cocoa. Oh, yes. yeah. It definitely warmed the belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without all the a- extra sugar. <laughs> right, right. Then lastly, I think we had one more drink in that issue, and it was a pineapple mango aqua fresca that Pam as well 
you know, she developed this. She is gone this week on vacation, if you're wondering why she's not talking about her own drinks. But it was very tasty. We've done aqua frescas in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, They're pretty simple. Do you want to talk about it, Haley? Yeah. I mean, basically, you just take whatever kind of fruits you want. And in this case, it's pineapple and mango because they are seasonally appropriate right now. Uh, You buzz them up in a food processor. Not in a food processor. Probably a blender is going to work better for that. I mean, I'm sure it would work. It would would work. But you just blend it up, puree it, into, puree it until very smooth, and strain any fibrous bits out. And then usually you'll add a little bit more water, and there's sugar in there too, but not too much because you want these to taste nice and fresh. It was very refreshing. Yeah, I and know. I think she added some lime juice to it, so that sweet was balanced out with the lime juice. Yes, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, you know, we always like to add a little pinch of salt here because uh, salt brings the flavors up of everything. It's amazing uh, what it does to a dish. Just, you know, it you really don't is. Not something. too much, just a pinch. Mm-hmm. 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 So, it, you know, that's a really pretty drink, and, you know, you're getting lots of nutrients with all those fresh fruits in there. And that's right. So. Kind of a lighter smoothie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> So uh, check out our drinks in issue 139, your, these booze-free drinks, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll have a good uh, New Year. But in case you don't want to go booze-free, um, but you, you do want to maybe a, a little lighter. healthier beverage, um, you know, a lot of drinks have simple syrups and juices and sodas in them, and that's where you're kind of going to add a lot of sugar to your drink. And, you know, sugar is kind of your basic uh, recipe for a hangover. So uh, if you want to avoid the hangover or just cut some sugar out of your drink, stick to mixers like seltzers and club sodas. Uh, you know, you can add citrus like lime, lemon, orange, grapefruit, squeeze to those. Uh, and just whatever liquor you like. Vodka is a good one. Gin's a good one. Scotch and soda is a classic. Uh, tequila, lime, and club soda. You know what I learned works. about tequila? What's that? Is that the cheaper tequila has sugar added to it. So when you were talking about hangovers, that is one of the number one reasons you get a hangover off of tequila oh, is because of the added sugar to it. So go for maybe a more top shelf That's right. tequila. And those are going to taste smoother and nicer anyway. Well, and you know an always the go-to is on the rocks you don't have anything else added to it that's it right straight booze but you're eliminating some extra yeah. calories put it over ice <laughs> maybe have it dilute a little bit and sip on it yeah lots of options all of that sounds good um you know and you it's always good to just stick to a glass of wine as well you Those can't ever be... go wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> but i think we got lots of options yeah definitely some na's some not but otherwise I think some healthful. That's right. I hope that one of these options will, you know, inspire you guys to either go non-alcoholic or, you know, just reduce your sugar content. So now we're going to do our table talk. And in this segment, we're going to talk about our resolutions and goals for 2020. My name's Haley, and we've got Teresa and Kim here to talk as well. So um, I guess I'll just start out and tell you, you know, I don't set super specific goals or resolutions per se, but I have sort of ideas in mind. And one thing I started this past November was keeping a fruit bowl on the table in the dining room. And what I've noticed is that my daughter, she's eating a lot more fruit these days because she can reach it. And, you know, my husband and I, we need to up our nutrition and we'd like to keep more fruits and vegetables in the house, you know, cut up, ready to either throw in the oven and roast or 
eat raw, you know, throw in the steamer, whatever it may be, you know, I think if I just keep more in the house available, it's going to just be easier to eat. So that's my goal. I think that's a great goal, Haley. I'm I'm happy to hear you're doing that. I might have to start doing that myself. (laughs) For me, what I'm going to do is plan my meals because I want to eat more vegan meals. Uh, And in order to do that, I have to plan ahead because um, while I do cook vegan at home, I don't do a lot of it. So I'd like to, you know, expand on that. But if I plan and I research, then I think it'll be very, very helpful and have the ingredients around. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to incorporate more uh, beans, legumes into my diet um, and more fiber in general. So um, I think going vegan uh, part time is not not a bad plan. And from what I've, um, you know, experienced is that um, I can make just as good vegan meals as I can meals that include meat. So I'm not going to completely uh, keep meat um, out of the refrigerator. Um, We eat a lot of fish, and we'll continue to do that. But I do want to incorporate more vegan meals into my diet. That sounds great. Wish me luck. I will. (laughs) (laughs) It probably won't be hard for you to do, Kim. Well, we'll see. You eat a very healthy diet anyway. Well, and your daughter's vegan, too. And, you know, she's Mm -hmm. been doing this a while, so that'll help you. She has. She's a been uh, kind of a guiding light in terms of Mm -hmm. that um, diet for me. So, yeah. Well, I am on a quest for healthy snacks in 2020. I'm currently eating a low or no sugar, low carb, low fat diet, uh, mostly fruits and vegetables with a little protein. But I'm also a snacker, I have to admit. So I found some go-to snacks, but I want to increase my repertoire. But some examples of what I do now, I love hummus. Um, It's low in sugar, carbs and fat, and I found a couple of flavors at local markets that I really like, um, red roasted, or roasted red pepper, excuse me, and um, artichoke and spinach. And so for that, I, you can, you know, put them on whole wheat crackers or multigrain crackers. Toast. You can dip fresh veggies in, of course. But my favorite thing to do is spread on a spread the hummus on a wrap sandwich. Um, also, if I have a little sweet tooth, I cut up an apple and dip that in peanut butter. But you can use any kind of nut butter you like, and that it it feels a little indulgent to me because you know peanut butter is um, kind of a kind of a nice uh, sweet tooth. Um, it is type of it's really rich yeah very mm-hmm. rich and and it feels like you're really indulging if you're not eating any other sugary mm-hmm. cupcakes or cookies oh, that I kind bet. of thing um, and then uh, Greek yogurt especially the too good brand which has two grams of sugar in it and it really tastes good and then I like to chop up kiwi or put any kind of berry on it but then what I like to do is top it with um, granola and I found the Grandiotes brand Coconola is low in sugar and fat. It's also non-GMO. It's kosher, and it is um, it's delicious, and it tastes indulgent also. It's also gluten-free, and I like to do that. I feel like I'm having a real dessert when I do that. But I would also like to expand into some more snacks that I can eat, um, something on the go perhaps um, other than you know, a bunch of grapes or nuts. So I'm looking for that. So if you have any suggestions, uh, send them my way. I'd appreciate that. I'll have to think on that, Haley. I know, definitely. Yeah, uh, I would probably 
uh, take you up on that snacking thing, too. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, when you said the granola, I was like, yep, that's right up my alley because for me, something crunchy is what I'm really after, and it's very satisfying to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Hi, all. We're here to remind you that Cuisine at Home has a cookbook club that you can join on Facebook. It's called Cuisine at Home's Cook the Book. This is where we cook our way through different cookbooks that are selected by either our editors here or by you if there's um, suggestions that we get in the group. How it works is we pick the book and you get the book. You can purchase it, you can borrow it, or check it out from your library. Um, Maybe you already have it and you just need a reason to pull it off your shelf and get cooking from it. And then you actually cook the book. So pick out a few or as many recipes as you like and You cook them, take some photos of them, share your feedback, thoughts, reviews, uh, maybe minor changes you made, suggested changes, anything you really want. It's really just to get a discussion going on Facebook about different cookbook authors and different uh, styles of food, styles of cooking, uh, different ethnicities. Um, So this month for January 2020, we picked a, a relatively healthy cookbook called A New Way to Food by Maggie Batista. And I have Maddie here. She's going to talk just a little bit about it because she was part of picking out that book uh, that was featured in one of our issues and tasting some of the recipes. That's right. Instantly, we picked up this book, and it was, first thing that came to mind, gorgeous. It used fresh ingredients, promoted a healthy lifestyle, and just making good decisions. So some of the recipes that we picked up of Maggie's were featured in our May-June issue from 2019. So if you have that, go grab it, take a look, and do a little refresher. But some of the the recipes that we used were a spring roll salad, a creamy salmon and fennel salad that was bursting with sweet, fresh strawberries. So tasty. Into a quick niçoise pasta salad. I mean, we couldn't, it was hard to pick which one to do. And her cover picture was the spring roll salad, and instantly we knew we wanted to make that one. So all the recipes, like I said, are nourishing, promotes a healthy relationship with wonderful. You read her little bio and you are just inspired instantly. And it also helps that her food tastes delicious as well. So don't forget to look for us on Facebook and join the cookbook club if you want to participate. Thanks. All right, now we're on to let's make a meal. And today we're going out of my fridge. That's Maddie. Uh, and I'm going to try to stump Haley and uh, Miss Amanda today. So I'm going to give you a little heads up. My fridge is pretty bleak. There is not much in there. So I'm going to give you guys a little doozy. We're I also ready. have two kids who don't eat very strangely. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you guys want me to start what's in my fridge, or do you want some pantry items first? Whatever you want. Okay. We'll go with the fridge. Like I said, it is pretty bare, but we have eggs, milk, shredded cheese, and a favorite, American sliced cheese. I know it's not the best for you, but, man, it makes good stuff. We've got some ham, some salami, and beer. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you want a few more items from pantry that's not in the fridge? Nope. Okay. Uh, too many ingredients get me, throw me off. Okay. You no, know, we don't have to use all these things up, right? All right. Nope. Let's let's hear it. 
Okay, well, I would go the direction of like a Welsh rarebit. So like a mustardy, cheesy sauce with beer on top of maybe some ham mm-hmm. on top of bread, which I'm assuming you have. Okay, I do have bread. Okay. That's a given. <laughs> so it'd basically be making a bechamel sauce, adding some cheese, whatever you have. You could probably throw some American in there and it would be just fine. Oh, man, a that li- would be good. A little <laughs> mustard, some of the beer you have, making a nice thick sauce layering some ham, bread, and then throwing it under the broiler just to uh, heat everything through. That'd be the direction I go. That sounds really good. Um, I have a sandwich in mind also, actually. I I love sandwiches, and they're Mm. so easy to make, uh, griddled sandwiches in particular. Uh, So what I would do, I love breakfast sandwiches, and I heard there were eggs in the house. You bet. So I would probably scramble up some of those eggs, there were some cheese slices, mm-hmm. ham, salami. So Don't forget shredded cheese if you want. Oh, shredded cheese. Well, both. you could put both of those in there. Maybe put some of the shredded cheese into the eggs while you're making them. And uh, then put those between the bread with your salami and your ham. Cheese slices on both sides and butter that bread. Griddle it up. Get it nice and crisp. Now that's what I'm doing. And I'm just going to drink the beer with my sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, ain't no shame in your game. That's a great idea. (laughs) Now, Amanda, for yours, did you toast your bread at all, or was it just plain? I would probably toast it, because you're putting some wet cheese sauce on there. You probably wanted a nice toasty bread. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something to cut through. Yeah. Why do we always do this? I'm so hungry now. (laughs) I know it. we got to film this when we have, well, I'm sure people don't want to hear us eating, so that's (laughs) why. Probably not. Misophonia, guys. (laughs) Well, just remember, you can play this game with us, too, by reaching out to us on social, telling us what's in your fridge, or emailing us what's in your fridge at cuisinesocial at aimmedia.com. Thanks. Hi, welcome to Cracked Up, and today we have a special guest uh, that I don't think you've heard from yet. It's Chris, our photographer, and also playing our trivia game today is going to be Maddie. So we've got a stellar team here to answer some difficult trivia questions. Great. This is scary. (laughs) Okay, first off, John is like an encyclopedia and knows everything possible, like you could probably consider him the internet. I thought I was told this was going to be multiple choice. Mm. <laughs> so no. that's what we're working with here. So Whoa. no judgment. Yeah. No, <laughs> listen, uh, we we only, Pam and I only got three out of five last oh, week. Oh, great. We'll be great. Stiff. We'll be lucky to get one out of five. All right. Well, I think we are ready All to right, start John. then. Let's hear it. What is the unusual ingredient in Butterfingers that makes the insides crispity crunchy? Ooh. What's in your butterfinger? You'd think I know. <laughs> I mean, growing up, that's all I'd eat on my fishing trips. Oh, man, they're uh, so good. Mm-hmm. It does have a nice crunch. It's not butterscotch, is it? No. Aged Charles. But, I mean, too they, easy. They definitely they have the uh, crystallized sugar that way. They do have that caramel in there. but Yeah. Crisp I... rice? <laughs> not rice. Like... Oh. But close. <gasps> it's a grain. Corn. Cornflakes. Cornflakes. Oh, Ooh, see? There you go. Eventually we got words mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, words. We're good with words. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay. For question number two, this celebrity chef once held a job in the U.S. at what hotel restaurant chain? 
John Kirkpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> Chris? Wait, wait, say this again. This hotel chain is, uh, oh, yeah, this celebrity chef once held a job in the U.S. at what celebrity or at what hotel restaurant? It's two points, actually. Well, which, <gasps> so we've got to guess the celebrity, celebrity and the chain? Yeah. Uh, let's go with You're Wolfgang both. Puck. Why not? Oh, well, that could be true, but it's not who I was oh, okay. looking for. Well, um, anyhow, the hotel chain uh, yeah, is famous for their orange roofs. Their orange roofs. Roofs. It, it looks like we've got somebody else that has the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> Our captive audience. <laughs> oh, is it daytime show host Rachel Ray? Sorry. <laughs> Jacques Pepin. Oh, Jacques. And the, oh, it was the Howard Johnson's hotels and restaurants. Of course. Hojo's had restaurants? They had orange roofs? Yeah. They Clearly, I don't travel Pretty enough. distinctive. Okay. Okay, I guess these I are trivia questions from an old guy. <laughs> Dead trivia. And this will take you right there again anyhow. Oh, great. Marion Robert Morrison became John Wayne. Is British Bake Off star Paul Hollywood a stage name? Or is it his real name? Real. i got to go with stage name. You should come up with one answer. Talk like amongst it. yourselves. We're, I thought we were competing. Yeah. Team? <laughs> Who's right? I like being a team. Okay. okay. Well, I'll go with Maddie. Maddie's right. Yes. You don't ever get it. I don't ever hear that come out of Chris's mouth. <laughs> Maddie's right. I love oh, great. it. great. I recorded it. For... <laughs> and uh, in her post-prison interview. Okay. Oh, it sounds ooh. like Martha already. Yeah, it does. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did Martha miss the most uh, when she was on the inside? Uh... Well, Boy, I'm sure it doesn't reference to it's her new it's show. It's food stuff. Food. Uh, okay. okay, it's food, not, you know, her new show with Snoop, so it's not <laughs> well, anything that's, that's where that I was related. Going. Yeah, uh, well, that could be. What weird. did she miss most on the inside, or what did no. she miss most when she was released? No, when she was on the inside. <laughs> her buddies, no. Uh, the in- Okay, food. Well, I mean, I would miss cake. That's probably not a... Okay, again, we'll go with Maddie. <laughs> she, Biscuits? She missed... Fresh lemons is what she's quoted as saying. The zest, the juice, the usefulness of it all. That seems perfect. It's a tough place to be. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that does season everything. Now, I I was just a little boy when this uh, book Mm. came out. But, uh, so, again, it's an old question. But uh, what unusual way did the Wilders learn to eat popcorn in Little House on the Prairie? Unusual way that they ate. Popcorn. I think it might have been Alonzo that taught them this. Well, was it just that they popped it in a cast iron I, I, stove top? I, uh, let's say an unusual preparation of popcorn. Of popcorn. I remember popcorn being made on LHOTP. <laughs> uh, Look at you! Uh, but I, I thought they just made it in a Dutch oven over a campfire. Well, that's what I'll tell you. For a fact, yeah, they were famous for eating popcorn and salt and butter and all that good stuff. But uh, their neighbor taught them to eat it with milk, popcorn. Oh. For, so it's sort of the first breakfast cereal. Oh, hey. You, so how, oh, man, that would be soggy. <laughs> be nasty, yeah. Well, you know, that's. <laughs> maybe just a little milk. Yeah, huh? maybe. <laughs> I mean. Very interesting. Yeah, you guys dated yourself on that one. I did not watch Little House on the Prairie. Well, you know, Sorry. tough being you. Yeah. <laughs> tough being I you. I missed out. I'll have to talk to the uh, 
producer of the show and make sure they have older participants. <laughs> and or I shouldn't do the questions. You're just two. too smart for us, John. <laughs> we think, we got something. We need to try to stump John. I think that's <laughs> what we got to do. Yes. That would be the hardest thing. Turnabout well, we is fair play. So. Yeah, mm. we, we need at least a week to come up with something to stump him with. <laughs> I right. did this in 10 minutes, can't you tell? <laughs> of course he did. It's like, comes naturally, like riding a bike to him. Uh-huh. And falling off it. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, John. You yeah. stumped us, but well, I think we got you. something out of it. Yeah. We tried. You learned we stuff. learned something. Yeah. A for effort. We can all go home now. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you had fun as much as we did. So tune in next time. Thanks. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel-good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom Cuisine at Home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at CuisineAtHome.com.